This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. Welcome, nerds. I'm Mark Weber, and you are listening to A Graphic Conversation, the bi-weekly podcast where we read, discuss, and review the best, and hopefully not the worst, in graphic novels. This week I am joined, as I always am, by my good friend and fellow man-child, Ricky Widmer. What's up, guys? And for this episode, we read one a little off the beaten path. You might not have heard of it. We read Key of Z. Well, and this was one that uh, the author is a musician that yep. Mark really, really likes. I, and actually, in fact, you can't see because it's not a video <laughs> podcast, but I'm wearing a shirt of the band. Didn't do that on purpose, actually. It did not. I sure just happened to grab it. Sure you did. Uh, but if you don't know who that is, it is Coheed and Cambria's frontman, guitarist, and singer, Claudio Sanchez, uh, worked on this with his wife, um, I believe just fiance at the time, uh, but wife now. They worked on this together, uh, and it's different. It's a, it's a zombie story, mm-hmm. uh, so those of you who have already rolled your eyes a few times, it's It's not it's The Walking different. Dead. It's different, yeah. It's not The Walking Dead. Because I know that's why you rolled your eyes. Uh, it's not your typical zombie thing, although, you know, like The Walking Dead likes to say, it's one of those stories where it's not about the zombies. It's they just happen survival. to exist. Um this one's not about survival. This one's about revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and zombies just happen to be there. So let me first of all, uh, let, let me talk a little bit about the show and how it works. So what we do, as I said, we, we read, discuss, and review uh, graphic novels. And we're going to do this in spoiler-free territory, meaning we're not going to ruin anything right now. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll say if we think you should read it, which I'm pretty sure we both do. Um, and then we're going to stop. We're going to warn you. And then we will get into spoiler mode where we talk and we actually get into it. Uh, so if you don't care if things are spoiled for you, that's fine. If you've already read it, fantastic. If you want to stop and you don't want things ruined, then hit that pause button, read it, come Mm -hmm. back. We'll be here for you. Uh, and you can join in on the discussion down below for all of that. Ricky, I see there's something on your tongue here. Before we get into the actual mm-hmm. non-spoiler and talking about this story, I had to pull it up because I wanted to make sure you still had it somewhere. But it, the first thing I thought of, it's kind of funny that we're reading this now and talking about it mm-hmm. in a graphic conversation because you actually went, we got the press passes yeah. through Most Valuable Podcast, although I couldn't go with you. You actually got to talk to Claudio, mm. or Claudio, yeah, Claudio, Claudio Sanchez yeah. and his wife about this. Claudio and Chandra. At, at the time, you said this new comic series in the future of Evil Inc. Uh huh. Yeah, and, and that one was that was a different comic. That wasn't Kia Z that they were doing uh, at that time. That Kia Z was okay. already out. Um, but yeah, I mean, Evil Inc. is is Claudio's company uh, yeah. of comics, uh, doing quite a bit. 
for uh, quite a bit of interesting stuff. Definitely different approaches. And just as a heads up, if you guys are like, man, I really want to see that, I'm going to put this link down below in the you description. Should. You should. Uh, you can see me fanboy a little bit or try and not <laughs> fanboy too much. Um, cause that I, was also the day you saw uh-huh. Israel Adonis yeah. at uh, I, I took a picture with Izzy, uh, <laughs> good old Chicago Bear. Also has his own comic company. Uh, but for for the for the notice here on this, the kind of uh, warning to the biased. I mean, Coheed and Cambria mm-hmm. has been my favorite band since I was in like fifth grade. So <laughs> I was like eleven when I started listening to them. It's been a long time of listening to this band. Um, so that that was awesome. That was a really cool thing to do. Uh, also, fun fact: I've interviewed two members of Coheed and Cambria. I think, I think two. You have. Yeah. One's not in the band anymore, but that's a different story for another time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. Let me tell you guys a little bit about this book, though, uh, in case you're sitting there saying, shut up about the band. I want to know about the book. <laughs> uh, so the key is, the, is this. The undead feed on what remains of the living. The survivors of the plague acted as instructed in the event of a disaster, reporting to the closest relief centers. Sports stadiums. Now, years later, the remaining humans war amongst each other, and that war has cost one man everything. With vengeance on his mind, Nick Ewing must overcome insurmountable odds to find the key to save humanity from the stranglehold of these warlords. The rules have changed, but even a corrupt subway series has a winner. It's Ewing, right? It's not Ewing. It's Ewing. Yeah, I kind guess. Of like, that, yeah. Because that's the way I read it, because I'm thinking New York. It is, I'm that, thinking it this, is the reference to And then to Patrick Ewing. Ewing, yeah. So it is, for sure, the reference so, so to I that. Got, so I got that reference right while reading You're it? You were correct. Okay. You were correct. And the the connection, I'm Coheed has a song 33 for, uh, okay. for Patrick uh, Ewing there. Are they fr- they're, they're from, from New, York. New York? Okay. Yeah. So um, good catch, Ricky. Yeah. Well, this one go. was all about New York. I mean, yeah. as you can kind of tell how it says sports stadiums the two that they focused on were the the garden mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden MSG and then you had in Queens um the Mets Park mm-hmm. and then you had in the Bronx you had the Yankees Ballpark. Stadium, and yeah. those were kind of the main key three centers mm-hmm. of New York in this post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, definitely have those kind of sh- those uh, references and those shout-outs for people. Uh, yeah, you know, I I would say the thing I like about this is it's a zombie story, but it's very just it doesn't care about the zombies. Mm-hmm. It's just telling this one man's story, this one man's mission to accomplish a goal. It's not one of those just uh, we're we're trying to survive in the zombie apocalypse. No, this guy doesn't care about surviving. He just has one thing he wants to do, and he's going to fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, let me ask you really quick before we get into some stuff. What were your expectations coming into this? Because you probably had no clue anything about this book coming in. Well, my expectation coming in was I looked at it, and I kind of said, please don't be like The Walking Dead. I've read The Walking Dead. If I want to read The Walking Dead, I'll read The Walking Dead. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So my biggest expectation with this graphic novel was give me something different. And Claudio, if you're listening. He probably is. You did just that. You Mm -hmm. gave me something different that I had not seen 
in a graphic novel book, and I don't know if this is spoiler. I say this every, it you seems always like every time. Something. I don't probably. know if this is spoiler territory, but mm-hmm. I loved the connection, and we'll get into it more in spoiler territory of Ewing and his harmonica. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I loved how one single piece of this story could have a huge influence on just everything that happens. Yeah. Now, uh, you you mentioned something that I like that you said because it's on the it's on the back of the book too. A quote from uh, Blair Butler okay. saying, "I swear I thought I would never love or enjoy another zombie comic, but I really liked Key of Z." And that's kind of the thing. That's one thing I like about it too, because I get kind of sick of the zombie stuff because it's so popular too. Mm-hmm. But this, like I said, doesn't actually really care about the zombies. Zombies only show up a few times in this thing. And then it's really just following uh, Patrick Ewing's mm-hmm. journey here. Uh, our Nick, I called him Patrick, but it's following his journey. You, you know who he was named after, Patrick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it follows what he's doing. My expectations coming into this, of course, is that it was going to be the greatest thing of all time. Um, <laughs> this is written by Claudio. It had to be great. Uh, he hasn't written an album that I disliked. Uh, no, I mean, I, I had read some of the, the work that he did. I read the comics that he had done previously, different stories. This was different. I think this was the first time I read something he did that wasn't directly related to the main story that he was telling um, before. And, and I... I I was a little cautiously optimistic going into mm-hmm. it. I was like, I hope this is good. Well, you want it to be good because yeah. you're a fan of the band, you're a fan of Claudio, and exactly. you're like, I want it, I want this to be great. And it, it didn't it wasn't just a biased thing. It actually mm-hmm. met the expectations on an unbiased level. I was always gonna like it, but yeah. I actually liked it as an objective person as well. Which is nice. Uh so I, I would say that you're saying people should read it. Ricky. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't know just you were asking at me. a question. You would well, say people should I, read I'm, it. Yeah, I would. And I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there going, I'm like, okay, is he asking me, is that a question? Is he saying that people should read it? was a question mark it? at the end. Yes, people should read it. And the one thing I want to go off on before I kind of went into space there, but mm-hmm. um, another thing I liked that made this different, because the whole thing for me was it was always at the beginning going to be compared to The Walking Dead. Because I read The Walking are. Dead yeah. first, and they're the most popular and it's just what I read first. And the one thing I liked is the art is kind of like the style of it is almost similar to The Walking Dead. However, what makes it different is they're able to do different things with the um, artwork because it's in color, not in black and white. Mm-hmm. So some of the different details may have been drawn differently in this because they can use color. The Walking Dead doesn't. It uses shading and black and white. So that's the big thing between the art with this. I love how kind of realistic the artwork looks. And I love that it's in color. Because The Walking Dead, I love The Walking Dead. But after a while, the black and white just is like, eh, whatever. Kind of drags on you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was cool at first. Like, oh, cool, this is in black and white. But after you get 19 in, you're like, man, I need some fucking color. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, of course, Ricky, I got to ask you my favorite question and your favorite question. Who's this for? Who is this book for? Who should read it? Zombie lovers. This is, if you love the zombie genre, this is for you. However, if you are also a sports fan, this is also for you. That's the one thing I love. The little just like kind of sports references that they throw in being 
the um I want to say that the main character that is in the Met Stadium, it's called Met Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like his first name is Met Jackson and you've got Yankee Laveau who is the guy for the Yankee Stadium and they just throw in these different kind of things for New York for Madison Square. So if you love sports, you're going to love that part. If you love the zombie part, you're going to love that part. Hell, if you love music, you're going to love the harmonica part. So mm-hmm. this is something where it looked like Claudia was trying to hit different kinds of audiences to try to bring everybody in. Yeah, because something for everybody. And I, I think it's one of those things where not only if you're a zombie fan, I think this is something you should read because it's a different zombie story. You probably haven't found this mm-hmm. one. So if you do like zombies, you really should go get it because it's something unique. A lot of your friends who also like zombie books probably mm-hmm. haven't read this one. Uh, and then you can be the cool guy that that finds this something new. You could be that hipster that's being like, hey, you know what? You should check out this. I'm I the coolest guy because I, cool. I liked it before it was cool. Uh, and then beyond that, too, I definitely think it's just kind of – it tells a good story, and it tells of kind of you know the sad parts to it, but it definitely does good on the story aspect. It's a good story that's being told, and I like how it's one guy compared to a group. Yeah, it's it just about cares one about guy's him. story compared to a group of people. You only have to get attached to the one guy, and then you can focus on the other ones around. Not be like, well, I like this guy of the group, and then they end up killing him off. Yeah, Ricky's upset about Glenn. Spoilers. Oh, in the Walking Dead comic? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Little Anyways, bit. Uh, now that we ruined up, you know, <laughs> what issue like 100 and something. I thought, thought that this was be a non-spoiler free or a spoiler free. Yeah, it is a spoiler, non-spoiler free it's zone. spoiler free <laughs> for Key of Z. We yes. didn't make any promises about the Walking Dead. Sorry. Um, so with that being said, is there anything that we need to do? Anything we need to talk about before we get into spoiler mode? I don't think so. All right. I approve to go into spoiler mode. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to read this book and you don't want anything ruined, press pause in just a moment, not right now, and then go do that. Go read it. It's it's easy to read. It's easy to find it. You'll find it somewhere, uh, and you'll take care of it. It's a quick read. Get it done, and then come back and join the conversation. But if you don't care about it being spoiled, if you've already read it, fantastic. Welcome to the conversation because we are now in spoiler mode, so press pause. Spoiler mode is here. I like how right you have now. to do that now. Where when we did the show mm-hmm. way way back, we never thought about that. Like, oh, they probably hit pause and then they didn't hear me say anything about spoiler yeah, mode. Yeah, like, all right, press pause, guys. All right, now what? <laughs> I guess I'll just leave. I guess I'm done. That was the end of the podcast. So with this one, uh, I guess let's. Is there anything specific that you want to get to? Can right we get away? into the goddamn harmonica? Because that was All my right. favorite part of the whole thing. I figure it would be. My favorite part was the harmonica and how it affected the zombies. Mm. Man, I wanted to say that non-spoiler yeah, zone, right? but I couldn't. So for for anyone who hasn't oh. read the book, if you don't know, the the harmonica for some reason has an why, effect over zombies. I don't know zombies. why you're in non. If you're in spoiler mode, go read the book, man. Well, some people might just be here for the conversation. They I might know, just want to hear know, it. But you should go read it. It's a great story. So yeah, the, it has effect over the zombies. Um, low low register, which is blue in the art, which I love, which is good. Kind of just gets them to follow you, kind of calming. Mm-hmm. And then once you hit that high register, which is red. They just go they freak fucking out. bat shit. Yeah. And they all, and it's not something that they, like, hit you hard over the head. They, like, show you it once. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of tease it another time. And then it comes in. It, it only has a big gets shown later. twice. Yeah. It gets shown where 
at the beginning where it's kind of like Ewing where he's like, okay, you like this? You like this? Let's try to kick it up a notch. And he kicks it up and they go crazy. He goes, oh, okay, okay, we're not going to do we're that going back again. Down. Yeah, and it, then at the end when it's everybody mm-hmm. just a full-out fight scene, it's just like one of those fuck off, bitches. Yeah. Bam, high over the speakers and but the zombies the, go crazy. The best thing about that is if they did it more than that one time in the very beginning, you would have guessed it was going to happen. Yes. You would have known it was going to happen because the whole time – you're like, I don't know what this guy's doing. I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. He eventually goes into the quote-unquote enemy stronghold here. Uh, and they're like, all right, is he? was he just going to hope mm-hmm. for the best and try and kill somebody? What was he trying to actually accomplish? And this is what he wanted. Um, he wants to use the zombies well, to his I love that they plan, only mentioned it once beforehand because they didn't hit you over the face. It's kind of one of those things where... I think to video games in a way. We're mm-hmm. we're in the era now of video games of the, the hand yeah, holding. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Where they hit you over the face with everything. Press X for this. Press this for this. Press this for this. There's no kind of a discovery. With this, it was like, okay, I showed you it. And did he? Re- did Claudio really hold our hand a little bit? You could say that. But he made you feel like you came to the like the assumption that oh that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Is that what he was going to do? Exactly, that was what he was going to do. But he showed it to you once, so you had the kind of reference in your head, so that when you got to the point later in the story, you yourself could figure it out. He yeah. didn't say here it is, and it actually makes it believable because an issue I always have with zombie stories, you know, once I am. But are before mm-hmm. I get to my suspension of disbelief, is you just have like a random person surviving in the zombie apocalypse. Like, hell no, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. You're not going to actually survive. And he also still had bullets, which was important. The reason he was able to still have bullets is because he doesn't need to fight the actual zombies. He can just kind of control them, lure them away, and life is good. Go back mm-hmm. on with his merry life. So it actually is believable and understandable why he's still around, why he still is being a loner, Still has ammunition and everything like that. Uh, so that makes sense. The way the book starts, I like that too because any zombie... you do with the family. Yeah, any zombie story, I like that. I, I like to see pre-zombie. That's well, always the thing I say. I, I, I hate to keep going back to The Walking Dead, but that's always the thing I say about The Walking uh-huh. Dead is, how the fuck did this happen? I want to know. And I know yeah. that's exactly you know Kirkman's point of, it doesn't matter how it happened. It just happened. But I like... And we don't see how it happened. Well, I just they, like see that we have they flash back sometimes normal life. to normal life, but it's nothing like mm-hmm. we saw in this. No, no. Well, I, I like in this that we have the the normal life. We get to see how it all started. We see a Santa Claus attacking somebody and eating him. But we don't see what started it. We just mm-hmm. know that hey, it's starting. Yeah, but I just I still always like to see what life was like before. That's that. that's another thing though. At the be- I think it was towards the beginning. I can't remember if it was. When they showed the family at the beginning, uh-huh. or they flashed back to them in the park. I also like how in the beginning of the story-ish, he kind of prefaces the harmonica. It was at the beginning, because yeah. he the gets son the, he gets gave it, it from to the... him for Christmas, and it says, "Love you, I love you, Daddy. Mm-hmm. And like that is, when I saw that, the first thing I thought of was, that harmonica is going to be key to this ha pun yeah, key there you go. You to key of Z. Mm-hmm. However, that also helped me because 
subconsciously, what could you tell everybody what uh, is on the cover of this graphic novel? It's a skull with a harmonica in the mouth. Boom, right there. Subconsciously, mm. you're like, oh, okay, that's going to be key to this graphic novel. Yeah, very well done in that case for sure. One thing I like that they do too, talking about this beginning, is they never actually mention what the fate of his son and his wife was we just until know you get that in. She's not around. Yeah, yeah, they're not around, and you're like, where are they? Like, what happened to them? You kind of assume you kind they of probably assume died. That they died though, but you don't know what it happens. And then when you find out that it was like, oh, mm-hmm. they they first referenced that. I think it was it was Yankee, right? It was mm-hmm. Yankee Laveau. Who? What a dick, by the way. Yeah, who blows up an entire settlement here just because uh-huh. he kind of wanted to do it. Um, and, and you're like, okay, that explains why he's on his own. But they don't say specifically at first that it was his wife and his son that got killed in there. They add that in later. So they kind of well, really... just there holding, like, the bones. Yeah, they really unroll it at a decent time. Mm-hmm. They, they don't just kind of... Let everything go at once. They let you wonder. They let that kind of come up. And it also, of course, reveals some of the mystery because you really aren't sure for a long time what he's trying to do, what he's trying to accomplish. At first, it just kind of seems like Walking Dead style to where he's just wandering. Yeah. Like, oh, he's no longer with his settlement and he's just wandering. Oh, no, 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 no. He has a plan. And it's been, yeah, it's been in motion for a long time. He's basically been collecting weapons he's been mm-hmm. uh you know rewiring uh i forget what the building is but rewiring a building that prison yeah for for the sound to work um rikers i believe uh for the sound to to project so that way he can play his harmonica mm-hmm. and attract the zombies to this area and make them go batshit yeah exactly so he's been planning all this stuff and it's it's, it's i just think it's interesting character wise that you have a character who has one set purpose He's going to accomplish this goal, then he doesn't care if he dies. Afterwards, he's fine with dying. To the point where uh, at the end of the book here, he's been shot, and he's being you know driven off the boat by his good old buddy. However, the way it ends... And he doesn't ends, care if he dies. The way it ends, it, is this a one-off, or can we get a so, maybe continuance? A good question here. Because um, I wasn't sure about that. You asked me last week about this. And I gave you an answer that it wasn't completely accurate. So I said that, no, I'm pretty sure it was just a one-off, but I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when I was leaving, I thought about it some more, and I was like, you know what? I do remember. I don't remember if it was in my interview with Claudio, but I remember Claudio saying that they were kind of working on a part two. They were working on a part two to see what that would be. Um, now, that was a while ago that I heard that. That was like yeah. two years ago that I remember that being talked about. Um, so I don't know if it's actually something that's going to happen or not. Um, but supposedly they were working on it. He's also working on, you know, the third part to his sci-fi epic. And he's been working on that for like two or three years now too. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things are happening at a slow pace. Whether Key of Z 2 comes out anytime soon, I'm not sure. But they set it up in a way where I don't know if Ewing's going to be there he might be dead, and it might just kind of follow the rest of the story. I can't remember that kid's name. What is that mm-hmm. kid's name? His I can't buddy. remember. Uh, I'll try and find it if I can. But so, oh, man, I, I see him, but I can't find what his actual name is. We'll get back to that. But, yeah, I would see it you know, kind of following him later on and seeing what he 
you know, has learned mm-hmm. essentially um, over time. Because th- this kid that we're mentioning now, he's somebody that never goes out into the wild. I guess you would say. Well, the, and he also had his land. brother was um, Alvarez. That's his name. Eddie. Alvarez. Yeah, and his brother was the thing about Alvarez is he he doesn't like guns. No, nope. doesn't like to use them. Doesn't like to kill people. And he was kind of forced to do it by Laveau and his brother. Mm-hmm. And his brother actually died from zombies because Alvarez wouldn't pick up the gun to shoot yeah. them. Because his his brother makes him shoot somebody. That's it. His brother was. And then later on, that traumatizes him from the gun. So later on when he, you know, his brother's going to die, uh, he doesn't want to pick up mm-hmm. the gun because of that. And it's like, yeah, good. Serves his brother right yeah. for that. His brother was a dick anyway. Uh, yeah. Everyone in, the, everyone in this whole thing is a dick, essentially. Well, okay. The one thing I'd be interested to see is, is the, the if, priest stuff. No, no, no. Is if Claudio, mm-hmm. do we know if Claudio's a Mets, Met or a Yankee fan? Um, That's a good question. Because if he's a Met fan, I could see why the, it could also uh-huh. be because Yankee fans are seen, seen as dicks already. Yeah. But. If he's a Met fan, I could see why he would portray the Yankee side of it as dicks and assholes. Oh, for sure. I, I can say, I don't know what he would be, but I know the, the drummer of Coheed and Cambria, Josh, he's a huge Mets fan. Okay. If you follow him on Twitter, that's all he talks about, the Mets. Um, so I don't know. I know he's a Knicks fan. Okay. Because, I mean, that was one thing that I thought about was because the Mets side of it with Matt Jackson, kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. In the fact that, yeah, he's a dick, but he's just an asshole in general. Yeah. Where he's a tough guy and he's a hard ass. That's mm-hmm. where his assholeness comes from. And I love the part where Ewing manipulates him by, I'm going to fucking kill this guy's brother, chop his head off so that both of them go after each other. Yeah. And then I can kill them both. Exactly. And it's interesting, too, because um, the, you know, the people of Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. initially, uh, they seemed like I, I would be interested in learning more about them because they seemed like they actually had a decent thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like they had a good leader who wasn't being a dick to everybody. And they also had um was it the part was that Ewing where he's like, You never leave someone outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and then the leader, you know, he's the he's guy that was talking not on wanting the, back, that happen. the balcony. Yeah, is exactly. That guy? So he he is the guy who's saying, like, oh, you know, we have we had some people who were coming mm-hmm. in late. We don't leave them behind either. You did a great thing. That's what you're supposed to do. So, like, those people seem like they had it going right. Yeah. But it kind of goes to some of the themes of this story of the people who are not corrupt, they're getting fucked over, and they're yeah. not lasting. And it kind of goes to nice guys something you – Well, that, but also something you liked in a, your favorite quote from this whole book, which I'll let you read in a second mm-hmm. – but basically saying that, hey, there's really no heroes in this story. Yeah. You know, the, none of those good guys are here to save the day and make everything better. Yeah, and I mean, I I took a screenshot of this on my phone because the graphic novel that we have is it's yours. A, yeah. So I had to give it back to you. But it was basically just a little uh, narration tile from Ewing. And it said, in stories, miracles are reserved for heroes. But in real life, heroes and miracles die as unexpectedly as they appear. The only thing truly reliable, truly consistent, is hurt. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that is the theme of this story. There's not 
This is not heroes. This is not Ewing's good things. Not, it's not going to end well. Ewing's not the good guy. Mets, no. Matt Jackson's not the good guy. Laveau's fucking not the good guy. Yeah. Nobody is. And it's just this story of this guy who has vengeance on his mind and mm-hmm. he's going to get it. Side note I want to throw out because I tried to Google and just see if I could find an answer or a picture of Claudio wearing a Yankees or a Mets uh-huh. hat. Um, didn't find that, but in the Google images, you don't have to scroll down that far to see a picture of my from my interview. So really? just saying I'm a big shot. I show up on the <laughs> Google image search, guys. Um, so I'm trying to think, is there is there more... Is there any other certain parts of the story that you specifically want to talk about? I think we got to talk about the ending. And the reason why is I kind of brought it up that it uh, kind of goes off to could there be a second one? But there isn't a second one. So I just think we got to talk about is there should there be a second one and is there going to be one, do we think? Kind of a little speculation. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a tough question. I always kind of fall under before we get into talking about the actual ending. I always fall in the camp of you had the story, it was good, it's contained. Just leave it. We're good to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't need more. And uh you know, and and Evil Ink's been doing a ton of stuff. They even released a, a kind of a a kid type comic, a comic for kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, next on the list is supposed to still be uh the Amory Wars that they're working on. Like they have all this stuff they're supposed to do. This is a great contained story, I guess we can leave it. Um but it definitely sets up strong possibilities for something to happen because the way this all ends is we, we mentioned the plans that, that uh, he's been working on this for so long. Mm-hmm. He's going to gather. Uh, well, I guess we didn't bring this part up. So he goes to uh, Yankee Laveau's place. He Alvarez, that's where he's from. Alvarez leads him over, takes him over there. He brings the head of Matt Jackson's brother. brother. Who he kills in a brothel, having sex with a whore. Yeah, that was a great scene. <laughs> I he... love the part where he just mm-hmm. tells the, I'm going to call her the whore, and he just says, hey, maybe you want to choose a different line of work. Yeah, he's like, if this is telling you anything, it yeah. should be that you might want to do something and else. And then I like it. how the uh, the leader of the brothel is the, uh, the big fat lady. Mm-hmm. Although really, in the zombie apocalypse, is there anything else really worthwhile to do? And what else oh, is she God forbid do? knocking someone up in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I know, right? Well, yeah, that's definitely, that's a problem. That's a problem. You might as well just cut them off. And I'm talking about the, you know, your balls. Just chop them off. You don't want to make any babies. <laughs> it's worth it. Oh, um, I, I, teach their own, bro. It's worth own. it, guys. Uh, so. Didn't think we'd talk about castration here on this podcast. There's always room for castration talk. <laughs> uh, so basically. He chops off his head. He goes there. He's like, hey, I got a present for you. It's this. You know, there you go. Uh, he's doing all this to get these people in the same spot. But at the same time, he puts a note with the um, brothel mm-hmm. that when they find him, they think it's Laveau who did yep. it. So so Matt Jackson and, and Yankee Laveau are going to meet up at And beat the shit Rikers out of each other. Mano y mano. Essentially, that's where this armory is. And they uh-huh. both know that that's there. So they go... You know, of course, Laveau's going to get his weapons to go kill Jackson. Jackson's waiting for him there, knowing he would be there mm-hmm. uh, to kind of ambush him. And they go and they start fighting. Life is good. And that's when it finally happens. He says, hey, this is what I've been working on all this time. He talks to them. He rambles for, you know, his... Of course, you got to have that moment where you kind of 
reveal why you did the thing. Yeah, you the evil get your villain vengeance. has to uh, give off the evil plan. Exactly. You well, in this case, it. the good guy has to kind of give off his the, plan. The gray character. I, mean, I don't <laughs> think there's a good guy in this story, essentially. Um, the gray character does his plan. And he does that. Zombies call. Mm-hmm. They fuck everything up. And then they're ready to get out of there. And in the getting out of there, Laveau, of course, being the bad guy, he can't have just been stopped. No, he's there. He's going to shoot him. He's going to kill him. But then he sees Alvarez and saying, hey, you've done really well. I think you can be one of my big guys now. You and me, we're good. Because Plus, he also knows that I, I don't have much going for me here. I got to mm-hmm. do the one thing I can. This kid's got a boat over here. Yeah. Let me take advantage of this. Uh, and Alvarez wants no part of it. Uh, and that's when, that's when, of course, he's going to turn on him. And you know that Ewing's been shot. You, you assume he might be dead. Alvarez is getting overpowered. But then, Ricky's favorite part. Do you want to go ahead and do it, Ricky? Oh, when he fucking puts the machete, machete through to it. the head. But, and it's not even just a to the head. Mm. It's machete through Uppercut. the like through the bottom of the fucking yeah. head, and it's straight through the entire machete skull. uppercut. Oh. Hashtag machete uppercut. Well, and you see it; it's kind of hanging out from the bag, mm-hmm. and then boom. Hashtag machete uppercut. Yep. So then they escape. Is that the uh, is that the hashtag for this podcast? By the way, because be. I noticed when we did the prelude ones, we uh-huh. always had a hashtag. We La- we, we tried to. Yeah. The last one for Flashpoint, we did not. So mm-hmm. this one's going to be hashtag uppercut machete machete, machete uppercut. uppercut machete uppercut machete uppercut. Um. So and then they they you know they ride off into the sunset mm-hmm. and their boat and it's kind of assumed that at any moment. Alvarez is going to be talking to himself. going to die, yeah. Yeah. And they they kind of talk, and they talk about home, and basically that's where he's saying, like, you know, where do you want to go? And he says he wants to go home. And in your mind, you're thinking, home with the family, you know, you, you want to die. Mm-hmm. You, you've accomplished your goal. You're ready to be done. And that's kind of the reason where I'm like, yeah, I don't think we need anything else. However, it does say, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Which... That's just something, if it's a one-off, it works fine, boom, it's a one-off. Mm. But that we'll wait and see leaves the door open a crack. Yep. Just a little bit to see. Uh, but I, I think that a, a new story has to just be Eddie Alvarez mm-hmm. moving on, doing his own thing. Or somebody completely different, but then it wouldn't really be Kia Z, so what's the point? You know what I, you know what I really want to know? Hmm. I really want to know how the harmonica got the powers. Well, I think he said something about it was kind of warped or something like that. Yeah, but how? It got damaged. How? I want to know that. Mm. They don't really tell you how it got the powers. Yeah. Magic. And that is what, that mm. that's the only thing about this that bugged me. But You're, it's that a leaves good you bug wondering. Me. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a good bugged me, but I really want to know how the harmonica got that power. Yeah. So, Ricky, your your next favorite part. The rating. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a solid four out of five. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was a great read. I enjoyed myself. It kept me in it to win it the entire time. However, it's not one of those like, dude, top five graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Yeah. I, I definitely would give it a 4.5. Um, That's the bias from the Coheed it, it gets It gets some bump, but <laughs> no, it's a good story. It's a good zombie story because it's, mm-hmm. we don't, we're not focused on the zombies. It's, yeah. it's one man's mission. 
Uh, I think it's very good. It's my perfect example of what a graphic novel is to me. Mm-hmm. It's just a self-contained story. There's a beginning. There's an ending. And we're good. As right now. I mean, maybe a part two is going to happen. But right I, now, there's a beginning and an ending. And I, I kind of want to say it's better than The Walking Dead, but both have their own things. Like you said, yeah, this they, is, yeah, they're, they're kind of apples this and oranges. Is self, this is self-contained, whereas The Walking Dead and Kurtman is great for this. It's the Walking Dead it is all. Ne- it won't never stop. The Walking Dead is all about cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. That just moment at the end of the graphic novel that makes you want to get the next yeah. one. Yeah, I don't think you can really compare the two. It is apples and oranges. They're doing different things, but this one does it so well. It's an underrated zombie story. Go check it out, guys. Go so, get yeah, it. go do it. And then, of course, down below you can see the interview. If you're interested in more about Evil Inc., you can see the interview I did a while ago. It was about, nearly two years ago. Uh, yeah, it was probably t- August the 14th. Yeah, about at that time, Translucid, which was a mini series they did. That was a superhero story. If you're into superheroes, uh, but Evil Inc. has a ton of other things. If you like sci-fi, they got that. They got the kid story as well. Where Kid Crazy and the Kilowatt King is the newest one now. Hmm. Uh, but go check all that out. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening on SoundCloud, heart button, like button, thumbs up, all that good stuff. Review us on iTunes if you're listening to us there. There's tons of stuff that you guys can do. So make sure to go ahead and do it. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod. Ricky, at Ricky Widmer. I'm at the Mark Weber. And in two weeks, we have another episode of a graphic conversation for you. This time we'll be reading X-Men. Age of Apocalypse, Book 1, Volume 1. This is everybody's pretty much favorite X-Men story out there. This is the X-Men story where it all changes. In a cracked mirror world, ruled by the genocidal mutant despot, Apocalypse, only one hope remains. That is, the astonishing X-Men. This is the first book in a volume of four and we're, of course, we're reading it because of the movie. So if you're a big X-Men fan, you definitely need to tune in for this one when we read X-Men Age of Apocalypse. And finally, if you enjoyed this podcast and you enjoy anything else that Most Valuable Podcasts does, go to patreon.com slash mostvaluablepodcasts and just help us out a little bit more. Uh, obviously, we have all this stuff for free, but if you enjoy it and you want to support us even more, You can do that for as little as a dollar, and then you get an extra podcast a month. So that's pretty cool. That's a nice reward. But we got a lot of other rewards, too. For example, you can get a graphic conversation a week early if you're into that kind of thing. Or you can tell us what to read. Yep. Let us know what you want us to read. And you have two ways to do that. You can just let us know on Twitter, or Mm -hmm. specifically, you can make the choice on Patreon. So that's that's kind of a sure thing in that case. Mm -hmm. So go do that. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you in two weeks when we read the next one, which is X-Men Age of Apocalypse, book one, volume one. Let me give you a little tidbit on that. It begins here. This is the critically acclaimed book, everybody's favorite X-Men story that's now going to be a movie. So this is, like I said, everybody's favorite story from the X-Men universe, and it is a cracked mirror world. Ruled by the genocidal mutant despot, Apocalypse. Only, our only hope remains in the X-Men that they can finally come back and bring the world back to what it should be. 
A world filled with mutants that aren't bad people. No, that aren't bad people. That we like. So hopefully you guys like this one. You liked Kia Z. Go out and read it. Check it out. But we'll see you in two more weeks when we read X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.